0: Welcome back to Sprouting Conversations, your podcast for youth from youth. My name's Alora, and I'm back again to host this week's conversation. Today, I'll be chatting with Ava, a high school student here in so called Victoria. Together, we'll be chatting about how she got involved in the local food movement here in the city, how it sparked big changes in her life, and both the importance of youth involvement in growing food and the barriers that can prevent this. Okay. Hi, Ava. Thank you so much for joining us today. Did you want to start by introducing yourself? Yeah,
1: sure. So my name's Ava. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a grade 12 student here in Victoria. And I was born in Calgary, but I moved here when I was about four years old.
0: Cool. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. I'm really excited that uh, we have you here to... Talk with us and give us a little bit more perspective from someone that's in high school. I think that's really important. So um, I know you're someone that has had quite a bit of experience growing your own food. So kind of for a fun question, I wanted to ask you if there's something that you've grown that you've been the most proud of or sort of like something that you've grown that's been the most memorable for you.
1: Uh, Yeah, so this past year, like during COVID times, my little brother and I, we managed our home production um, garden, which is about 13 beds. And I think the most memorable uh, items that we grew this year were our cabbages and Mm -hmm. our garlic. So our, um, our garlic was pretty successful. We didn't have to really work very hard at it, but it was like... It was amazing that I could just take apart a clove of garlic, put it in the ground, and then I just got more garlic out of it. <laughs> and then the cabbages, they were delicious, but they were such a struggle. We had never grown them before as well. Mm. And the aphids got to them. We mm. did them over winter, so they like, were so wimpy for so many months they weren't really doing anything and then a deer got to one of them somehow crawled underneath of our fence and like took a big chunk out of it but we got I think maybe four really amazing like big ones and they were so delicious we made salads with them and like froze some of them anyways those were probably the most memorable
0: that's awesome yeah I feel like there's always stories of uh the like Adventures of of growing your own food. I grew my own garden for the first time this summer because I've never actually been in town. I usually work out Mm -hmm. in the forest. So I was uh, experimenting and stuck to pretty simple things for my first time. But yeah, something that surprised me uh, about Victoria is how high you actually need a fence to be for it to be deer proof. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty high because I was pretty proud of some peas that I had grown. And then overnight, boom, they oh, just got launched. So, <laughs> yeah, it can be difficult. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, do you want to talk a little bit more on that note about how you've been involved in your local food system and growing food uh, and just how you've sort of got this experience?
1: Yeah, sure. So, like, my family is already, has always had, a like, a small backyard kitchen garden. But I think my own start and, like, my own passion for food kind of started in high school. Um, so I started attending the, the school garden program, which mm-hmm. was just kind of a, a weekly thing. I would go by on a Friday and hang out with some friends and, like, um, just chat and grow some food and weed some stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but it was kind of... I wasn't super involved. It wasn't a really big passion of mine. It was just kind of, we hung out there at lunch already, like outside. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of an extension of that. But then I think the big thing was getting involved in the seed, the city program. So um, I participated in that for two years and it's at the same school, um, but it's run by Life Cycles Project Society and Topsoil, working with the Greater Victoria School District. And so I think that really spurred my interest and kind of sparked that passion for me to kind of Mm -hmm. continue and branch out. And like through that, I've spoken at the Good Food Summit, so in person and then in COVID times, we did um, an online youth panel um, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then I've also spoken at the Victoria city hall and the school district board um, just to kind of like really highlight how important these kinds of programs are and how it can really branch out opportunities and stuff like that. And then just volunteering at um, the plant distribution that happened this summer um, Mm -hmm. through life cycles in the city of Victoria. So that was free plants during the beginning of quarantine Mm -hmm. um and and just other things kind of smaller opportunities but it really stemmed from like the Seed the City program and that was really the start of it for me
0: cool and I'm just curious you said you you managed your sort of backyard garden for your family Mm -hmm. were you doing that before or is this something that you've sort of taken on post um Um, Seed the City
1: well I think my brother and I, we've always been involved helping out in the garden, but mm-hmm. um, this past year, um, my parents have been kind of continuing their education, and so they haven't had quite as much time to work on it, plus we um, expanded the garden, so before we only had about five beds, mm-hmm. and then we expanded it to another location, kind of further um on the property because we live on Mm -hmm. we live in a co-op so there's like a lot of shared community space and so we were able to expand because another family wasn't using the space um so I think with that expansion and with my parents having not quite as much time as they would have liked um it kind of pushed my brother and I to really kind of focus more on that and manage that I think
0: cool well would you be able to tell everyone a little bit more about see the city and how the program works?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a program in which high school students can gain like a hands-on experience with farming and like learning more about gardening um, and becoming more active members in a local food movement and like learning more about what that means and what food security is and what all of that involves so it's a partnership as I mentioned before between Life Cycles Project Society um, which is a nonprofit here in the city mm-hmm. um, and then Topsoil which is a innovative a- urban agriculture business that works mostly downtown um, mm-hmm. and then the Greater Victoria School District, because this program happens on school land. So it's working to use some of those unused spaces for more productive means. Um, And then through the program, I participated in it for two years. So I was part of the first year, which was kind of the trial run. We were guinea pigs, kind of learning what it meant, like what things worked, what things didn't. And then the second year, COVID hit. And so then everything changed it was a smaller group we couldn't go out quite as often there was distancing because before it was like very you know not touchy-feely but you you sit really close to each other and dig in the soil and like bump elbows and whatever like it's kind of it's pretty close quarters even though we're outside it's still kind of that essence of camaraderie is kind of brought together by that closest closeness so Mm -hmm. some of that had to change and um we used to, in the first year, we would um, use co-op cars, so like the moto program, and all pile into one car. Then we had to change that lens, and um, we got to use the community action bus, which is an old school bus that was converted mm-hmm. for like volunteer use and stuff. So there mm-hmm. we had the space, and we could continue doing some of these great opportunities, but we had to kind of change the lens a little bit through that. Um so, through the program, we got to go on field trips, which was great to see all of the different, like, opportunities in urban agriculture that are just in the city, and no one can even tell what's going on. Like um, Mason Street Farms, which is mm-hmm. just—it's just a normal—it's just a normal lot, but it's been transformed over so many years into this um, incredibly productive space and we visited the Songhees wellness center and saw their rooftop garden um, and stuff like that and then and then um, we also got to see kind of the business side of it and learn um, marketing skills through going to sell our produce at the topsoil market and and um, at the oakland sunset market so learning those kind of hands-on skills of how how do i actually get a profit from this how do i like connect with those other people? How do I um, kind of make those connections, you know? Um, and then lastly, we kind of learned about um, the preparation of food. So not only cooking, but also preserving, like making pickles and jam and applesauce and stuff. And I think that was a really engaging part of the program was was taking it from the garden, be like working with those fruits and vegetables the whole way so planting them and then picking them and then preserving them and then getting to eat them I think that was really really rewarding for a lot of people
0: Mm -hmm, totally it's such like a way of being so much more connected with your food than like most of us are so disconnected when we're just shopping at the grocery store
1: I think I think there's like a lot more mindfulness about the waste that you're making and like how important each piece of the puzzle is
0: Mhm, totally. I've been thinking about that too because I think after the summer, knowing how much time and energy and like love I put into the food I was growing mm-hmm. and how excited I was to eat it, now when I see food that's wasted and I watch food getting thrown out, I can like envision in my brain like how much time and energy went into growing that food and like whether or not I grew it and whether or not it was grown on a factory farm or in someone's backyard it's very different but mm-hmm. I still can like I have this like visual of the process and what yeah what it took to grow that food so yeah I think that's really important yeah just like the meaning that's in it hmm totally yeah, and you were talking a little bit about how, you know, you've, you've spoken at a lot of different um, events and uh, to a lot of different groups about this experience and how mm-hmm. you sort of have, you know, gone around the city a bit and got to, like, have the opportunity to see um, places like Mason Street Farm and all that. So, and I guess part of the reason that I have you on the podcast today is because you came out to um, one of the youth food justice group meetings. So I just wanted to ask like how this initial involvement with See the City has sort of led you to become even more involved and explore more about the local food system and the food movement uh, in the city here.
1: Well I think it like it, it really sparked my interest and it made me want to learn more and And while I learned so much from that program, I thought it would be important to kind of get different people's views on the issues and and see other people's experiences and and see how they're facing these problems um, in different and new ways that maybe I didn't experience or my mentors didn't know was even happening here in the city. I think I just wanted to explore that more and find out what was really going on.
0: Mm hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think sometimes like it sounds like the the See the City program for you was like a really good catalyst for involvement, Mm -hmm. like opened a lot of doors. And I think that's great because sometimes people just need like that Kickstarter to get them feeling comfortable and like things like this can be so daunting. But um, yeah, it sounds like it really like was able to ease you into it in a way that was comfortable. So that's great.
1: Absolutely. And I think what was a really great part was it was a program like completely for youth. So we were all new to it. We were all learning together. We were all working through the problems that we encountered. Um, And I think that gave us or at least it gave me a lot of confidence for going into these other spaces that are mostly dominated by adult figures to Mm -hmm. really like kind of add my voice and feel like I had something important to say was kind of starting off with that smaller cohort group was working through with other people who really didn't know what we were doing, but (laughs) we worked through it together. And then now I have that experience that I feel like I can share with others.
0: Mm -hmm, Totally. Like building up your confidence is so important. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Well, um, what is, I guess I wanted to ask... Uh, it sounds like you've gained a lot from yeah. this program, and we've already talked about that. But um, I just wanted to ask, like, what specifically has felt like really valuable to you um, from this experience?
1: Yeah, so I was talking about the program and how the other kind of participants were really like minded and and how we were working through it together. But I think also was having those mentors along the ride with us. Mm-hmm. Um and they were just so willing to answer our questions, even if, like, to us, they seemed kind of silly or stupid. They were they were so accepting of what we knew and what we didn't and, like, willing to kind of go along the journey with us a lot and... Not only the kind of close mentors, like the teachers and the people who are running the program, but um, when we went on field trips, the people who were working at the farms that we visited, they were just so open to our questions and like, what does it really mean to have a business like this? And, and what do you do in the winter? Like, do you go traveling? Do you plan your garden for the summer? Do you continue it through the winter? Like all of these things that I think aren't really discussed so mm-hmm. openly, but they're they're important things to know, and they were just so kind of open and honest and genuine with all of their answers, and like really kind of taking the time to work with us through all of these things. So I think that gave us a lot of confidence as well, like like being really listened to and and accepted, and feeling like we were we were important, and it was it was crucial that we learned these things, that our questions were answered. So mm-hmm. it was. That And then um, uh, through that kind of gaining of confidence through the first year, then through the second year, I was able to kind of take on a bit of a leadership role in the group myself, was that extra step of in my confidence and in building those relationships and kind of taking on a new role, I think was, was really important and a really good learning dynamic for me.
0: Mm -hmm, Totally. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. It sounds like you have taken a lot from this program, and I wanted to ask because I think I've heard you say before that this has sort of changed your future plans, and I know you're in grade 12, so I wanted to ask how your experience in City the City and just being involved growing food and in the local food system, how it's changed your plans for after you graduate this year.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely changed my plans. So prior to participating in the program, I didn't really, I didn't really have any idea of what I wanted to pursue afterwards. And that's totally fine. Like I wasn't super worried about it. But um, the program sparked this real interest and joy in, in farming and gardening and like food security and all of these like aspects of this and um it really made me think about what I wanted to pursue professionally um and like I don't know exactly what capacity I want to like pursue this professionally like I don't know exactly what I want to do but it definitely sparked that interest of something that I want to explore more and like food systems and um sustainable agriculture and like what do I want from it really Um, Mm -hmm. And so I just, in December, um, I applied for the UBC Sustainable Agriculture and Environment Program. Mm -hmm. So fingers crossed I get into that. Um, But I think that's been a really big shift is kind of pursuing it academically and kind of trying to deepen that knowledge and kind of explore that a little bit more.
0: That's so cool, because I feel like when I was in grade 12 and when I was in high school, like being involved in agriculture or like even thinking about sustainable food systems was so far from what I was thinking about. And it wasn't that I wasn't thinking about sustainability. Like I was considering going into environmental science and I had, you know, a lot of thoughts along that line. But if you if someone had asked me, would you ever want to grow food and, you know, have a career that centered around that, I would have laughed growing food seemed like such a foreign thing to me. Like I didn't even know what these plants look like. I didn't know how kale grew. I didn't know. I would have thought each leaf like grew out of the ground by itself. Like I was so far off from thinking that growing food was even something that you could, you know, do as a career or like that you could center a career around. I was just so disconnected from it and it seemed so out of reach. And recently like I have a lot of friends who have worked at community gardens now and like a friend who's considering becoming a farmer and that is like it it was weird for me to hear that because it felt like oh my god like this is actually something that people I know could do and that we could do and I think it's just it's odd like how how foreign it feels to people and Mm -hmm. How like out of reach it feels when food is such a central part of our lives. And, you know, we, we eat food every day, obviously, and it's, it's central to our like health and well being. but it's, it's not something like, I thought I could have been a thousand things out of high school. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking of so many different careers, but this is just never something that would have crossed my mind. So I, I think it's really cool that, you know, you've sort of been given these opportunities that have really like made you feel like this is something that you can do and that you would want to do because yeah it's not I don't think it's a super common experience
1: yeah it's definitely those opportunities because I feel like for so many people there's such a disconnect between what they're eating and like how it's produced um like it it feels almost like it's a a past generation thing like like people nowadays aren't farmers
0: Yes, yeah. that's, that's yeah.
1: such an old-fashioned thing to do but yet we're still eating food it's a little bit of a necessity to have those those jobs still around <laughs> like if uh we learned through the seed the city program um I can't remember the exact statistics but so many of our farmers are over the age of 65 and some right. of them have no idea who they're going to be passing their farm on to. So we don't even have that security in where are we going with this. Mhm. We just know that we're progressing and eventually there's going to we're going to come to the end of a line and there's going to be nothing left. And so I think we need to kind of instill more not instill fear but kind of a sense of urgency in people that this is something that we're going to lose and without it we cannot survive like it's something that i feel passionate about and i feel like i love it but also it's so important that we continue on these careers as like viable options for people
0: totally totally and i think like um something that i've been thinking about is you know it would be great if every high school had an opportunity to, like seed the city and mm-hmm. everyone got to sort of like get this introduction while they were going to school and you know maybe that's not something they want to do for the rest of their life and maybe it is and maybe everyone just gets a baseline in food literacy and um knowledge on on how to grow their own food which is so important but i think Yeah, there's a lot of reasons that we don't have that at every school because it's not, I think broader society doesn't recognize it necessarily as something as integral as it really is. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to ask you, as someone who's been involved, what barriers do you think there are for youth who do want to get involved in this type of work and these types of opportunities? And like, how do you think we could work to get more youth involved and more people um, experiencing this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So I think the biggest barrier, like we were saying, is that kind of disconnect is it doesn't seem like an achievable goal for a lot of people. It's that, that separation between your food and where it's coming from. And so that means that a lot of opportunities are not available in certain regions and certain climates and stuff, depending Mm -hmm like whatever reason, but I think it for a lot of people, it's that disconnect, and kind of that inac- inaccessibility. Um, and I think something that would be important to kind of bridge that gap is, is to normalize it and make it a mainstream occurrence in education. Um, I think we don't focus enough on the science of nature on on the science of the natural world like we talk about I don't know decomposition in elementary school and we talk about it in kind of a general sense but we could go outside and like look at a leaf in a forest and see what it's doing or we could make our own compost and then use it in a garden or something and see what that really means Mm -hmm. like kind of in a in a more specific sense like what are the real world implications for that? So kind of starting it off even younger, like you were saying, it would be amazing to have these opportunities in high school. And yes, it's, it's great. And, and having those kind of more um, mentally mature people kind of being involved can make an impact. But I think having those opportunities really young and kind of normalizing it at such a young age could m- make a really big change in our society.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah totally I'm glad you brought that up too because um I think you're right like high school is would it'd be great to have it in every high school but yeah we could (laughs) aim even higher than that and it's something Mm -hmm. that you start teaching kindergarten kids like I think the older you get the more like daunting it is to start something like this
1: Yeah, absolutely and having it be just kind of An opportunity that's always, that always seems like something you could do. Like, oh yeah, I've known about that since I was like in kindergarten. That's, that's totally something I could do. Um, Mm -hmm. It just kind of breaks down that, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but um, just kind of that, that extra level of barrier.
0: Yeah, totally. Because I think for even for me this summer, like I'd never grown anything before. And I felt comfortable starting because I had friends that worked in community gardens and were like willing to help me and answer my questions Mm -hmm. and sort of like give me that, like reassurance that I was going to be able to do it. And that was so helpful. But Yeah, I think about like my roommates that they went to, they didn't go to public school. They went to a different kind of school that sort of had more emphasis on hands on learning and like they Mm -hmm. learned how to knit and sew and all sorts of like handwork when they were really young. And now now it's like second nature to them. They're amazing at it. And I think, yeah, instilling those kind of like skills and, and also values in really young kids is like the way to do it for yeah, sure. And,
1: and having those opportunities open, like even if even if someone hates plants and they just, it's not for them, but at least the opportunity is there. And maybe, maybe it would be something that they would love, but they had the chance to kind of explore that and see, no, that wasn't really for them. But mm-hmm. it was kind of that open, non-judgmental opportunity that was kind of just there.
0: I agree. And I was wondering too, because... As we're talking, I think about myself in high school, and I mean, I grew up in Winnipeg, so the gardening season there is a lot shorter or, or a lot different from here, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's there's still room for learning that kind of thing, but it's not something that was really made available to me, and I was when I was in high school, I used to cross country ski, but it was like my one thing. And I didn't really like break out of that Mm -hmm. bubble a lot. Or like, I wasn't, I didn't really feel like I had to. And now looking back, I wish that I had, but I think I was sort of just like sticking to what was comfortable to me and avoiding things that were at all uncomfortable. So I wanted to ask you if you had any advice for other high school students or young people who wanted to get involved in um, their local food movement and growing food and anything of the sort, or if you had any advice for people who maybe would feel like nervous or hesitant about like branching out and trying something new like this.
1: Yeah. I think, I guess my advice for someone in that situation, if they're feeling nervous usually they're nervous for a reason. Branching out is, it's uncomfortable and it's scary and trying new things can be nerve-wracking. And the thing is, it's not always going to work out. Um, you're going to try something and it's not going to be for you or someone's going to make the experience a little bit uncomfortable. But I think the important thing is to keep trying and like just go for it. I know it seems cliche, but there are going to be people who want to help you out they're just dying to help you out and like show (laughs) you the ropes and and just like they're so passionate about this one thing and seeing a young young person who who also just is really eager to learn or even just even a little bit interested it's it's going to make their day. Like, um, I know for me, like speaking at the Good Food Summit and stuff, I had adults coming up to me and just being like, it's so amazing to see young people involved and, and certain things might not be for you. Like public speaking. I know a lot of people who are in the group who weren't comfortable with it, but like just kind of going for it, it's going to open a lot of doors for you. And even if you don't want to go down that path, I think kind of Just letting yourself be open to the idea and just pursuing what kind of comes to you is really kind of important. And it feels really natural to just kind of go with the flow and whatever. Like, um, like if you don't know how to grow something yet, but you really want to try, there are people who are going to be there. And like you were saying... Alora with your friends who worked in community gardens, they they want to help you. They're there for you. And, and if you make a mistake, that's okay, because they, they might know how to fix it, or you might have to scrap it and start all over again. But those people are going to be there for you. And so you don't have to do it alone. And you can really work through your problems and, and just try, try new things and get involved and ask questions and, and yeah.
0: Mhm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that's really good advice and I think yeah, like as someone who's now 6 years post high school, mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying and I wish I had had the same outlook then as you do now because I think um on one hand I'm like yeah, I wish I had branched out and, and learned this in high school and at the same time um I think it's important for people to, this sounds so cheesy, but it's never too late. I'm like (laughs) thinking that just, I'm so glad I just started growing food this summer because um, I sometimes get this idea in my head that I'm too old to start things now, which I think a lot of people would laugh at me for thinking that I'm 23, but really it's, it's something that you can start at any time. And I think it's great when, when people are able to be introduced to these skills when they're younger, but it's definitely something that's still gonna be there and yeah so thanks for sharing that no problem well that was um yeah that was my last question that I had thank you so much for coming on the podcast today I'm really glad we got to have this conversation
1: it was such a great opportunity thanks for having me
0: Mm -hmm. okay well take care Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of sprouting conversations if you liked what you heard hit like subscribe and send it to a friend